week, we've been having the National Evangelism Week. Hallelujah. With that, on Monday, uh, Tuesday was a national program. Wednesday was also regional. Thursday, Friday, we met. Hallelujah. And then yesterday, we went out for evangelism in Waterbury. Hallelujah. And then today, we are here to conclude our program. Hallelujah. Um, shall we read the following scriptures? Mark 13, 10. Mark 13, 10. Mark 13, 10. And I read from the New American Standard Version. It says that, and the gospel must, the gospel must, hallelujah. The gospel must, hallelujah. I want you to say, the gospel must. The gospel must first be preached to what? All nations. Hallelujah. Not just individuals, but what? All nations. Hallelujah. The gospel must. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, 7 to 9. So Jeremiah 1, 7 to 9. He says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth. Hallelujah. Do not say, I am a youth. Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Amen. Amen. And then let's go to Mark 16. Mark chapter 16. Verses 15, we all know this scripture very well. Amen. So this is our master Jesus speaking. And he said to them, go into the world, hallelujah, and preach what? The gospel to all creations, amen. The one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved. But the one who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Shall we bow down our heads? Thank you this morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit that dwells in me, you know the hearts of your children. I pray that you speak through me in the name of Jesus. That these, this morning, the words that comes out will be the words of you, will be your words in the mighty name of Jesus. And hearts receptive to it. For this is the core of our belief. This is the core of our calling. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So yesterday, I was, I was, uh, I go, I usually go online for my news, and on NPR.org, they were talking. There was an article, so I read the article, and the article was talking about how very soon, 2020, in about 50 years. Christianity will be the minority religion in this country. In, 19, in the 90s, Christianity was about 95% of the, in terms of religion in America. If you go back all the way from the 70s, 60s, Christianity was in the 90s in terms of religion. Now Christianity is about 80% and below. 80, around 80-ish. And they are saying that by 2070, by 2070, 50 years from now, I'll be about 90 years old, by 2070, that Christianity will be the minority. They project that Christianity will make out about 40-something percent of the religion in America. And they also project that other religion will only grow. So Christianity is going down and other religion will grow. Hallelujah. Now, if we think about this, the responsibility lies on us. Hallelujah. I didn't hear, I didn't hear amen. The amen was weak. If I said it lied on me, I'm sure you say amen. But the responsibility lies on us. The church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The church. When I say the church, I say you and me. Amen. When I say the church, then I say PIWC. Then we go to Hartford District. Hallelujah. Amen. Then up or, or upwards onto the church that is in the whole world. Amen. 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 If you look back in the 90s, I tell you I'm an old school guy. I like old school things. Amen. Religious programs blanketed the TVs. Hallelujah. But now, it is not cool anymore. Amen. It is not. It is not. Why? Then something must have happened. Hallelujah. For you and I, for you and I, only one thing that the Lord Jesus said after he rose from victory. We read Mark 16. Shall we go to the 15? He said to them, he said, go. Hallelujah. He said, go. Go. Have you gone? Amen. How many times have you gone? Amen. Yesterday, in Waterbury, we went to, we were divided in groups. I was part of the group that went to the mall. And after about an hour, they kicked us out. <laughs> yep. They did. I don't think this would have happened in the 90s or this would have happened in the 80s. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Why? Because Christianity is losing ground. Hallelujah. 
And, and it's so interesting. Someone will say, oh, I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. But we as a church, we have a job to do. We as the ones that have been delivered, we have a job to do. Hallelujah. We have a job to do. We have a job to do. I want you to say, I have a job to do. Some people didn't say it. I have a job to do. What is the job that we have to do? Preach what? What is the gospel? What is the gospel? Can, can somebody help me? What is the gospel? I need help for, for the gospel. What is the gospel? Can, can somebody help me preach today? What is the gospel? What is the gospel? God's word. He made everything. Man, does, man is here to protect what he made. Okay, so that's what Tom is saying the gospel is. Amen? Amen. Brother Hamza, what is the gospel? And be saved. So the gospel is to be to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and be saved. What is the gospel? That, that Jesus died for our sins. Jesus, the Son of God, died for our sins, and uh, believe in Him, you are saved. You don't believe in Him, you are condemned. Okay. What is the gospel? Can you say that again, mommy? To preach the word of God. God. God purposely created us so that we can preach his word to the world. We can preach his word to the world. Any more takers? What is the gospel? So if we are going to go to preach the gospel, we need to know what the gospel is, right? So a lot is to be saved, to preach the word of God, that Jesus is love. Okay? The gospel. What would you tell somebody is the gospel? Good news. What, what is the good news? So that is what some of them said. The good news, right? The good news, okay. The, what, the gospel is the good news. So what is this good news? Christ died to save us. Okay. So Christ died to save us from our sins. Okay. So then that means that you were in a certain state, correct? Yes, you were in a certain state. And then from there, you go into another state, right? In between that, there is something, right? Right. Paul said something. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? Right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. But what is it? He said that for it is the power of God. Right? So he said that the gospel is the power of God. For what? For salvation. Shall we go to Romans 1.16? Romans 1.16. 
Romans 1.16, and we're all going to read it. So he said, shall we all read? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. So it is the power of God, the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. Hallelujah. It is the power of God for transformation. Hallelujah. What is this power? Something had to happen for this power to be made available. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Something happened for this power to be made available. Hallelujah. And it took the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ to be shed on the cross. Hallelujah. And not only shed on the cross, it paid for the price of our sins. Hallelujah. And when he paid for the price of our sins, the Bible says that he made an offering once and for all. Hallelujah. That is the power of the gospel. This power was purchased by blood. Pure blood. The blood from Emmanuel's vein that had never sinned. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that he himself was man, but he was tempted like us all. But he was found with no sin. So because of that, when he went on the cross, he made that price that was paid to be wholesome. Hallelujah. To be once and for all. To be able to redeem. Hallelujah. Not only that, it can redeem. Hallelujah. That is the gospel. Hallelujah. There is something also I want you to see in the gospel. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Hallelujah. So he says that, namely, do you have it? Thank you. He says that God was reconciling the world to himself. Hallelujah. Another part of the good news. God was reconciling the world to himself. How was he doing it? In Christ. Hallelujah. Not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of this reconciliation. Hallelujah. So the gospel, the good news, is a reconciliation message. Hallelujah. We have to go out and tell them that the price of their sins have already been paid. That is what Jesus did. God, right now, God doesn't, God will not hold their sins against them if they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The price has been paid a long time ago. And no matter what they have done, no matter what sin they have committed, no matter what they have done, the price has been paid. Credit. This is credit. But you have to go and get the credit. Hallelujah. We have to tell them 
that they have been credited already. But they just have to believe that they have been credited. Amen. He said that I will put my words in your mouth. Amen. Amen. That is what he told Jeremiah. We have the words of the master himself. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said something. One of the days that he was arguing with the Pharisees, he said that the prophets of old, they wish they could see his time. Hallelujah. Isaiah, all those prophets, they wish they could see his time. They wish they could see the Son of God on earth. They wish they could see that price paid for sin. Hallelujah. They wish they could see the age of grace. They wish they could see the age of faith. Hallelujah. They wish they could see the time where you, you can just go before the Father. They wish they could see the time where the Holy Spirit can come and stay in you. Hallelujah. They wish they could see it. This is our time. This is our time. This is our time. We cannot sit there and just come to church every Sunday and be content. This is our time. It is our time to go preach the gospel. It is our time to go out there to bring people from the power of darkness to the kingdom of the son of his love. It is the time for reconciliation. It is the time for transformation. It is the time of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. How are we going to do it? Are we going to come here every Sunday and kabakaba and pray and then just go? Are we going to just be in our own little cocoon and be there when people are dying around us? Are we going to do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we going to do that? Or are we going to proclaim Christ to the world? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is time, the time for just being content on Zoom. The time for being content in your own little house or your big house. (laughs) The time for being content with your little Christianity. The time is up. It is the time to transform our communities. Hallelujah. It is time to transform our world. I want you to say, this is my time. This is my time. To transform my community. This is our time. It is not just the time, it is not just evangelists that we send them out, Church of Pentecost send people out, and then we say that it's, no, no. He gave us one commission, and they call it the Great Commission. He said, go into the world. Go into the world. He didn't say, come and sit up here at WC. Hallelujah. He said to what? To go into the world. That is what he did for us. Yesterday, on a regional line, uh, I was preaching, I was telling them how Jesus, we know he's the son of God, but then he was man also. He was man. Hallelujah. Jesus was born. Jesus had to teeth. Hallelujah. Amen. They had to, he, he, he had to eat. He did all that. 
Right? He went through all of that. He was man as much as he was God. Amen. I was telling them how he says that he was the second Adam. Created, fashioned. He had his own will. He said, I have come not to do what? My will. But to do the will of the one who sent me. The same temptation that Adam faced, that Adam uh, uh, fell, Jesus Christ did not. But what separated Jesus from Adam? Because he purposed in his heart to do his father's will. Hallelujah. He purposed that he will not stop until the job is done. Excuses time has come to an end. Hallelujah. PRWC, next week, Saturday, we are going to Broomfield. I was about to say Broomfield. <laughs> we are going to Broomfield Amen. to evangelize. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Saturday is our time. Amen. Next Saturday is our time in the town of Broomfield. Amen. Hallelujah. Next Saturday, we are going to do some transformation. Hallelujah. Amen. Next Saturday, we are going to proclaim Jesus Christ. Amen. So you don't sit where you are and be comfortable, but you come with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus didn't say, Poseidon, another go into the world. Jesus said what? All of us. All of us to go into the world. He said something. He said the harvest is what? What, we know that scripture. It said the harvest is what? But what? What are few? The workers are what? The laborers are what? We have a lot of laborers here. Everyone here is a worker and a laborer for the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone here can proclaim Jesus Christ. Everyone here can talk Jesus Christ. Everyone here can preach Jesus Christ. Everyone here to be able to win a soul for Jesus Christ. I want you to say, I am a worker. I am a worker. I will start working if I haven't done so already. I am a worker. That is what you are. I always say this. I remember when I saw this revelation, this revelation of Cornelius in Acts 10. The Bible says that Cornelius was a man who was devout. The Bible says Cornelius prayed. He prayed. The, let's go to Acts 10. You, maybe you think I'm lying. Maybe you think I'm just saying it for saying sake. Acts 10. He said, there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion. Was called, uh, um, was called the Italian cohort. The second, he said, a devout man and God-fearing. Hallelujah. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. But Cornelius was not saved. Cornelius was doing all that but Cornelius was not saved. Hallelujah. How will Cornelius be saved? Can you imagine such a person in the kingdom of God? Look at what he was before. And look at what he, he, he if he is saved. Hallelujah. If he's, if he's tongue talking. Cornelius 
of all that he did, he was not saved. Yesterday, I met somebody. He said he prayed to God always. I said, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to who? The Father. Nobody comes to who? The Father. Except through him, right? So this guy is trying to circumvent. <laughs> He's trying to get to the Father without Jesus. So he said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do this. Now, the, what they say is that whenever I'm trying to, whenever I, I try to open the door to evangelize to a patient, what, now what I have to say is that, are you religious? Are you my goodness? That is what I have to say. And he said, oh, yes. And I'm like, what kind of religion? <laughs> then when I get the door, oh, my goodness. You give me a centimeter, I will open it wide. Hallelujah. 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 And there are people who are my patients that I'm going to see them in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because they accept Jesus on that hospital bed. Amen. It can be done. Yes. I do it at a hospital. Amen. I don't go about riding around, but if I get the chance, I do it. When I get the chance, I do it. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So all this Cornelius was not saved. He didn't know Christ. What made Cornelius safe? It was interesting that an angel appeared to him. But when the angel appeared to him, the angel told him to go call a man named Peter to come and preach to him. To come and preach the gospel to him. Hallelujah. You are the one who is going to preach the gospel to the Corneliuses out there. It is you. Hallelujah. It is us. It is us. It is us. Hallelujah. Say it is me. It is me that I will preach the gospel. It's us. Nobody else but us. It was a man, not an angel. If an angel came to stand here to preach right now, everybody would run away. It takes a man. God uses man for transformation. God uses man for reconciliation. God uses man to save who? Man. Hallelujah. Cornelius. When Peter came and he spoke the word, then Cornelius was saved. Hallelujah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hallelujah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? A lot of people are going to help my brothers and sisters. A lot of people are dying. They are dying. They are going to hell. The devil now is not only infiltrating the world, the devil is infiltrating our homes. Hallelujah. It is time we stand. It is time for the church to stand. And when I say for the church to stand, I'm not saying church of Pentecost. I'm saying you, you as a church member, it is time we stand, we take our place. Hallelujah. It is time that we put the, the, Holy, the Holy Ghost has been there. He's such a gentleman. He is such a, I'm telling you, he's such a gentleman. You, let, you allow him, he will, he, he will. 
He doesn't force his way. God gave man his will. What are you going to do with yours? Hallelujah. We have to rescue those who are perishing. Hallelujah. We have to rescue those who are dying. Hallelujah. We have to go out there and bring them to the kingdom. I don't want you to go and evangelize to increase church membership. No. That is not what we are doing it. We are doing it to save them. Amen? That is the reason. That is the purpose. That, is, that should be the goal. Is to get them from the devil's kingdom into the kingdom of God. Most of these signs have not followed us because we have been sitting here. Hallelujah. Because we have been sitting here. He said these signs will accompany them. Hallelujah. Accompany is to go along, right? Right? The English. Accompany, right? So, I was, so, so, so if I'm going, my wife will accompany me, right? And then we all go, right? That's accompany. If I sit here, would there be a company? For, for lack of excuse my English. But if I sit here, would there be a, a, a company? No. I have to what? Go. Hallelujah. He said, these signs will accompany them. Who, who what? If we go, right? He said, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything, any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. A man of God once said, and now I understand, a man of God once said that the signs and wonders, the church, the signs and wonders is to go bring people to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We, as Christians, if we know the word, if we know our inheritance, we are supposed to be healthy. Hallelujah. We are supposed, there are things that we have to enjoy. Hallelujah. And some of these things is for the world. Hallelujah. Amen. To bring them to Christ. I want, you to give, I want to give you a minute. I want you to think for a minute. Some of us were privileged to be born into the church. Hallelujah. I get so inspired. You, I remember when I heard Abraham's story. I get so inspired. Hallelujah. If somebody didn't preach the gospel to Brahamza, will he be part of us? Right? It took somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is Tom? What is it? Right. He said that. Yeah. Right? He did a lot of many things. Yes. That is our Master Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to think for a minute. How many people have you brought to the kingdom? How many people have you saved? Not saved. How many people have you let Jesus save? <laughs> you are not the Savior. If you let me save me, I can't save anybody. <laughs> 
I've never saved anybody. <laughs> I've never healed anybody. I want you to think for a minute. How many people have you saved? Or how many people have you brought to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth? I want you to think for a minute. How many people have you told about Jesus? Amen. Do people even know that you belong to Jesus? I don't, now, I don't say that I'm a Christian anymore. I tell them that I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus. That's what I tell my patients. Hallelujah. How many people know? Next Saturday, where are we going? Are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? Angels that are here, you are witnesses. Holy Spirit, you are witness. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet? Go into the world, possessing the nation. Go into the world, make, make all, all nations, nations disciples. Go into the world, possessing the nation. Go into the world, make all nations disciples. Behold, all of Dominion and power belongs to Jesus Christ, my Lord. Let us go, my brother, go, my sister, go. Let's go for the kingdom of God is here. Amen. Shall we be seated for one minute, please? Hallelujah. You know. There are some messages when they come, you do the appropriate thing. And this morning, we're going to do the appropriate thing. Amen. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Amen. The definition of the gospel, as we've heard, is this good news. Hallelujah. Which good news? Paul defined it as the power of God to save. Hallelujah. Amen. The scripture in Corinthians also said that it is the tool to reconcile mankind to God. And you are the minister of that reconciliation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Reverend Jampo, district pastor of a church of Pentecost here. The power of God to possess the nations. You see, when President Elder was talking, it just dawned on me that the, our fathers got it right. They are able to, consciously or unconsciously, they're able to see 50 years ahead. And I believe that their spirit, they bear witness 
that the gospel is going to take second seat or our faith is going to take second seat to other religions. So they decided to rally all of us to go out there and possess the nations. And that possessing the nations is not owning the nations, but take the gospel to them. And do it aggressively by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus also knew this. He told his disciples that don't go anywhere. This project, this experiment is a complicated one. It needs to endure. You need power. In order for this to work, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. He said we should go into the world. This morning, my time is a little pressed. But I just want us to be obedient to the call of God. He said we should go. The question came, are you going? Have you gone before? Did you go? Next week, by the grace of God, we are going to Bloomfield. Yesterday, we had 20 people across the district. We invaded Waterbury with the gospel. Read the book of Acts chapter 5. They brought the disciples to a place where they suppressed them. Don't speak this word. The Bible says, they still infested the cities with that name Jesus. Bloomfield is there for us. If you are here, and on Saturday, shall we have a seat for one second, please? God bless you. You know, before I ask this question, I want everybody to sit down. Amen. Bless you. God bless you. If you are here, and on Saturday, you will come with us to Bloomfield. I just want all of us to sit down. God bless you. If you are here, and Saturday, you will come with us to Bloomfield. Kindly be on your feet. See me, I'm not going to leave here and then just hope that people show up. 10.30, we'll meet here. And it's not going to be just you. It's a whole district. We had 20 strong members of the squad that joined us. Built with the word of God. If you are here and you're going to join us, commit just a few hours, three hours of your time on Saturday be on your feet. God bless you. Be on your feet. God bless you. After this message, we are putting all of you to test. If you are here and you will join us to Bloomfield, rise up on your two good feet. Yes. No, if, well, if you're going out of state, then you're not going to be here. It counts in a, in, in a grand scheme of things. So I understand. Okay, so going out of state, out of state this weekend, this Saturday. Okay. Is anybody working between 10 and 3 this Saturday? Okay, Tom, you said you're working, but then you said you'll go, so I don't... Uh-huh. No, no, absolutely. So Saturday, you're coming to Bloomfield with us. Okay, okay. So if you're working, 
And because of your work, you can't go. Just raise your right hand if you're working. And because of your work, you can't go. Raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. So if you're not working on Saturday, Brother Sam, Elder Sam, so you're coming with us. Yes. Yes. Because you're not working. So Elder Sam, can you, can you stand on your feet? Emmanuel, you're coming with us. Rise up on your feet, please. You, you stand up. You stand up. Elder Sam, stand up. Okay, so we have... Are you Elder Sam's brother? Hey, you look alike. Are you going to be here with us Saturday? So stand up. You're working. Okay. Elder, this is how I did and got 20 people. Yeah. So we have three, six... I need two more people. My son, somebody volunteered you. Can you stand up, please? Kobe, you're coming with us. Amen. Abby, you're working? I'm sorry, that's not Abby. Gloria. All this while, I thought it was Abby. Gloria. Gloria, are you working? You're working. Okay, all right. So we... Um, Deaconess, can you give me the names, please? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Instrumentalist. Quizzy, you're working. You're working. Amen. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Shall we be on our feet? I just want you to commit yourself to God. We are on a project. And this is a call of obedience that we should go into the world. You know yourself. If the Spirit of God is ministering to your heart right now concerning this step that we need to take, instructions, the divine mandates. Certain elder said, just ponder over yourself, your heart, one minute. Have you done this? You know yourself. I just want you to lift up prayer and then ask for help from the Holy Spirit.